Warning, this podcast typically features spoilers and strong opinions. Proceed with caution. Hello and welcome back to Then A Moment, the podcast where two lifelong storytellers talk about stories. I'm Pavi Prochko, audiobook narrator, author, actor, etc. And I am Colin Funk, uh, childhood development <laughs> expert and teaching artist. I forgot it's what I was. It's been a long week. Um, and uh, today we're going to be talking about Theater, Theater Camp. Camp, the movie. Um, uh, but With first, a special, well, special nod. Oh yes, to well, yeah. Well, we got stuff. We got okay. stuff about this. Okay. Um, surprises. Secrets. Surprises. But first, uh, let's talk about a moment of the week. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Okay. So uh, we've been uh, catching up on um, our summer mysteries. We've got after party, so and many. we have um, only murders in the building. Uh-huh. Love both of them. Uh, only murders is what I want to talk about. There is a moment in only murders on this episode that I, I am confused. I don't know what it is, but there's, uh, um, uh, Steve Martin's character. Yes. Steve Martin's character, uh, is having like trouble performing on stage because they're trying to like make this. Well, he's a patter song and it's it's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. And so So he like flustered. Yeah. He's getting flustered and they tried to like, um, justify this flustering they try to kind of like uh uh manifest it as his brain goes into like the white room he's like dressed all in white and he is in this white room painting it white and there's like frames of white photos and and everything's white uh and then he comes to from this from this white room and everything is chaos and he doesn't have any recollection of what he's done and um first of all uh Steve Martin looks terrible in white one. Like he's like (laughs) suddenly looks his age. (laughs) He's wearing white, which is so weird. That's the first thing we said. I was like, like, Oh my God. Um, But also they did this weird thing for the first one where they had him like do his patter song. And he's like not wearing pants at the end. And he's got everything is like hanging upside down. And he's like after the white room room, comes to, yeah, he comes to everything is chaos. And they're all like, oh my God. And he's like, what happened? And they were like, oh, you went to the white room. As if all of these actors know what this is. Now, I've been a performer for a long time. I have never heard of this white room before. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were both I was like, theater the, majors. What we is both that? were musical theater performers for yeah. years. I get the idea that like, I, you know, I don't even remember what's happened on stage. Uh, like that is, it's like sometimes like, yeah, I was just like, I just kind of went blank and like did a thing and I'm not sure. We call that crossing over. Yeah, when, uh, <laughs> crossing over. But it was, it was this, over. yeah, it was this like white room idea. And what bothered me so much about this moment was instead of just having it be Steve Martin's characters, idiosyncratic, like, I don't know, I was in a white room suddenly and now I don't remember anything. It was just the way that he crosses over and kind of has his blank out and then comes back. He's like, I don't, what did I say? I don't remember. Instead, they had to make it like this weird canonical thing that every actor in the room knows about. And I contest this. (laughs) Well, is that something, I mean, like that's, we can ask our audience, like if you understand, like if you have heard of this white room before, which I have not. Never ever in my life have I heard about this. 
Uh, but if it's like a thing that people know about, let us know. Because yeah, we I'm, have no idea. What I'm willing is. to be corrected, but right now I, I stand in protest of this whole concept. That's my moment. Well, and I'm going to have a separate moment, but <laughs> because I, th- I thought we were going to do a different moment. Um, <laughs> because there was another moment in Only Murders that was also connected to theater. Um, the most, one of the best monologues oh my god you're right ever in the show it's so good the the um the producers of the show the show has been canceled and um martin short's character has this idea to turn the show into a musical to get it back up and running again and the one of the producers just is like oh, you need a showstopper and go, and goes into she's like oh my god this monologue this monologue is about do you have a showstopper because a showstopper is and it's describing what a showstopper is and it is so like through the lens of so debbie stupid. from uh, duluth. duluth debbie from duluth is like spending it straight into debbie into, from duluth yeah. And how she will like happily spend, uh, you know, every her penny, life's her life's, yeah, her life's uh, uh, savings uh, to go just see that show with that one song. It, the the whole monologue is brilliant. You're right. I totally forgot and about that. And the way that. she, she's dead serious. Oh, we watched it just, like four times. We did. We watched it in a row. We're like, <laughs> oh, it's like this is the the best description of like what happens for musicals and like how to make it sell. Yeah, the That's commercialism yeah. part of musical theater. Yes. Very distinctly. Debbie from Duluth. Debbie from Duluth. Oh my God, it's so good. Uh, it's excellent. Anyway. That is not your moment. Sidebar. What's your moment? My, my moment, um, I got to see um, an understudy run of Next to Normal mm-hmm. at um, the Paramount, which is a local theater here in Chicago, In not in Chicago, but... In Aurora. Yeah, it's one of the just, bigger houses here, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's big. It's, it's like It's 2, a Chicago house, seats. but it's in Aurora, which is just, yeah. it's outside of right. Chicago. Yeah. Um, but I saw the understudy run because uh, my friend Michelle was in it and she was brilliant. Michelle's excellent. Um, and she and played uh, She played Diane, Diane mm-hmm. um, the main woman in Extra Normal. And uh, just if you ever have a chance to see an understudy run, please do it because understudies work very hard mm-hmm. and- I, I swear they have something to prove every time. We saw an understudy run of uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes, we did. And it was great. Brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. What theater company was that? Mm, I don't remember. You know, I don't it was remember. at The Edge, right? The Edge, yeah. But I don't remember what company that uh, another Milken alum, Bo mm-hmm. Frazier, had um, directed it. That's all I know. Yeah, it was good. But it was just like um, all the actors were trans. It was... But the understudies were all so excellent. Yeah. And they like had done all of the work and this really came kind of guns blazing. Because And and they're nice and fresh and they're mm-hmm. like so excited. Anyway, so I saw this understudy run um, and I knew Michelle, I knew Devin DeSantis, I knew Andrew Sickle, I knew some of the, I'm like, oh, I still know people in theater. Um, all excellent. Um, and made me cry a lot. The whole, mm-hmm. the whole show is, is very emotional. Uh, this time I watch. It's, there's a lot of thinking, and and I've since the last time I've seen it, I think I've I've my tastes have changed a bit. So I, I think watching it, I'm like, hmm, there's some there's parts of this that the story is not as like clean as I remember it being. Yeah, the music is is really some of the music is really excellent, and it is some of the most effective moments in musical theater. Like that, just it doesn't matter how. 
because I, I saw a, a not amazing production of it years yes. and years ago. I remember um, I saw that one. Same one. Before we knew each other. Before even. we knew each other. Yes. We had mutual um, mutual cast friend mate. Yes. People. Yeah. Um, that production wasn't excellent, um, but I still remember leaving and being like, wow, that really moved me. Yeah. It's I a was very moved moving too. piece, even mm-hmm. when it's not done amazingly. And this yeah. was done very well. And um, like Michelle, I swear, was on the verge of tears the whole time. <laughs> and I don't know how she does it because uh, that's just like a lot. It's like a, so emotionally raw. I don't understand it. But she is also a mother. And I right. think just like having that at the tip of your brain like is is helpful and it yeah. does like put you in an emotional place yeah for um, a show with parents who've lost a child or yeah, 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 yeah. That, that can be spoilers spoilers um, speaking of you've which, been warned um as, as brilliant as michelle was the moment i'm thinking is uh th- there's so much focus on the character diane and how um and her mental health and and her the trauma from her loss but also from her past and her her parents and all this other mental health all these struggles that she's had throughout her life with yeah. mental health. Um, and finally we get to the end and whole, the whole, a big part of the show is that um, her, her son who has been deceased since infancy um, still appears to her uh, as like an ages with him. So mm-hmm. he's, he, he shows up as this like 18 year old um, son throughout the show and he's a character. Um, and, Everyone else is like, he's not there. He's not there. You're making him up. He's not yeah. there. Um, and at the end, um, Dan finally leaves her husband and her husband's like sitting there and kind of grieving and, and thinking about everything and um, has this moment where the son starts singing um, for, for the audience to realize at some point that like this image of the son wasn't just her ghost. It wasn't just her imagination he's also dealing with grief and like they have a moment where the son just like grabs onto him and starts like they start singing together and it's it's very clear that he is not fully grieved the loss of his child just like his wife has even though his character has has been trying to get his wife to grieve yeah um and that part where we we find out that the dad is still grieving it always like i don't know what it is but it like it like launches me into like ugly <laughs> it's, sobbing. It's, it's really, really like very affecting. I'm like, oh, yeah. just like, I'm trying not to like get emotional thinking about it. Cause it's like, it's like one of those things where I'm like, if I just think about it, it's the too image much. is so strong. It is, it is yeah. a strong image and it is like, it is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like reveals in that show. Yeah. But since it's been a musical for so long, it's like, yeah, we know that they start the show and the son is just like part of the family. And there's reveals like he's, been dead yeah, and we, everybody knows that it's like but everyone yeah everyone and it's not that it. that is a reveal that is not as affecting once it's kind of like in the zeitgeist right. while something like the dad is also seeing him the whole time is something that i it's just that is affecting every time mm-hmm. it's it's very again orpheus and eurydice it's very yeah it you is know a it's a very bit. like Every time Eurydice turns around or uh, Orpheus turns around and see Eurydice, I know it's happening and know it's going to come, but it's surprising every time. Yeah. There's just something about that reveal. And I knew, I knew it was coming. Yeah. And it gets me every time. Yeah. And it was well done, well executed. 
I mean, I think Devin DeSantis, DeSantis is. Yeah, is good. He was in uh, The End of the Woods that we... Yes, panned. <laughs> we didn't pan it, but... No, no, we did. Uh, but the one in, in Paramount, he, yeah, he, that we saw. He was, yeah, he was, he's, he's excellent good. in that. He's very I mean, good. He's excellent always. Um, wonderful. Um, shall good. we get to it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We are talking about theater, theater camp. camp. Um, Quick synopsis. This is, uh, yeah, it's a film. It was written by Noah Galvin, Molly Gordon, Nick Lieberman. Directed by Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman. Um, I believe okay. Molly's one of the mm-hmm. yeah. uh, stars too. Yes. Um, and it stars Ben Platt as well as one of the uh, producers. And so if you know any of these people, you'll know that it is about a theater camp and it is very like heavily musical theater. So the premise is there is this uh, theater camp. Um, I don't actually know where. I imagine somewhere it's upstate New York. Adirondacks. Adirondacks. Because right, because it's called Adirondacks. So upstate New York. Yes. Um, and uh, the um, owner and and uh, the, the woman who runs it. Um, played by Amy Sedaris. Played by Amy Sedaris. Um, uh, falls into a coma and the, the uh, mantle gets passed to her son. Uh, to run the camp, but the camp is in dire straits financially, so it's following uh, her son's story, trying to get the camp off the ground and trying to like use his social media wiles to get it up and running. And, and it follows acumen. and his business acumen, and then it also <laughs> follows uh, the teachers um, at the camp, uh, including Ben Platt and his best friend, who've been coming, you know, every year. There's a uh, teacher who is, has lied on her resume and uh, <laughs> is there to like teach stage yes. combat, but doesn't even know what it is. Uh, and there's and mask work um, and a couple of right. Yeah. Like physical theater stuff. And then Gavin is the tech director who is like a secret talent. Um, and so it kind of, it's this three week camp where they're trying to like build this musical about the woman who is in a coma uh, because they do an original musical every year and they're trying to write this thing. And, um, it explores uh, artists teaching versus doing the work um, that they are presumably teaching. Um, and uh, it's, uh, uh, it's shot in a documentary style, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah, it is. Um, and so at the end, they get funding by happenstance to like save the camp, even though there's like people poaching the land. Um, Amy Sedaris wakes up right at the end and everyone lives happily ever after as some of the teachers go to work um, outside of this camp. Some stay to be the teachers that they're meant to be, etc. Yeah. 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 And it smacks of an old movie mm-hmm. called Camp. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what year that came out. It came out in 2003. 2003. 20 years l- uh, later, 20 another years Camp later. comes out. Um, and it's, you know, obviously feels like that because it's about uh, theater camp. But right. um, th- why don't you tell us about Camp? Okay. Yeah. Do I, first of all, I'm yeah. curious. Do you know if... Um, a theater camp is based on a particular camp because I know that um, camp in 2003 was based off of Stage Door, which oh, is a I real see. camp. No, I don't know. We can look that up. Real yeah, you'll quick. look that up while I talk okay, about camp. You talk about camp. Um, so, camp, um, that one 
made in 2003 was about similarly about a theater camp. Um, but instead of following the employees, it really is following the, the children. It opens up on one of the, one of the kids that are going to the camp getting beat up because he wore drag to his prom and wasn't let in. Um, and it's, it's about these, these kids, outcast children who are at this camp together and similarly they're putting on shows but we're really watching the kids kind of find who they are and and deal with um kind of where they fit in socially at the camp versus outside how they how they're building kind of this this family at camp um separately to the the families that aren't supportive of them at home um and how there's like this this straight boy who's who's joined them and how he's like an outsider but trying to fit in but he has his own problems but he's not he doesn't really fit in as an outcast so it's it's a little bit um it's a little bit confusing for all the characters and and they just kind of they end up like changing the heart of one of their um their counselors who is a like a washed out composer who they um who they convinced to do a review of their show and then Steven Sondheim shows up and similarly everyone uh lives happily ever after Mm -hmm. after the last performance yeah um incidentally this theater camp is only loosely based on real events and it has more to do with like the friendship of the writers who all went to camps together so it's not so much like a location but specific camp yeah that makes sense. Just that they were friends since they were like three. Um, right. Yes. So we have these two films about theater camps. Yeah. And I I cannot imagine that they made theater camp without thinking they might. Intersect there. It's yeah, like that, such a, it's such like a culty theater kid movie. Yeah. Camp is. It's like, you know, anyone who went to th- theater school between... <laughs> 2000 and 2010, I'm sure, watched it. Um, and stars like so. Anna Kendricks in it, a really, mm-hmm. really young, uh, young and Anna Robin Kendrick. Jesus, mm-hmm. who went on to In the Heights yes. and Hamilton fame. Yep. Um, so what did we know going into this? Did you ever do any theater camps or anything? I did. So I did like a day camp in... Um, when I was young and there was like, there was a drama section mm-hmm. of camp, but it wasn't like a, a sleep away. We put on music. Like this was like at our day camp, half the day we would go and do some other things. So one year or two of the years I just did horseback riding, but one year mm-hmm. I did the, the drama. My older sister had done a few more years um, of the drama, but essentially like whoever like the five ten kids who went would put on a show whatever and we did when i did it we did it was the ugly duckling i think (laughs) um and i played the big bad wolf because it was a bunch of like fairy tale characters together i don't so we did put on a show but it was very i don't i don't know if it was written or if they made it up i have no clue um but that's the closest to it but it's nothing like Either yeah. of these two movies. Did you ever do like a sleepaway camp for multiple weeks where you're I like never away? Did. So I guess, I guess technically in high school, I did a choir camp for, I think it was two, three weeks, two or three weeks. Um, I did 
Illinois Youth Music. So there's choir. There was other like band and, and stuff. So I did I did something similar. I, not again, not to that. Like we we had a choir concert, um, but there was you know we slept. We were in. We were at. It was at U of I, mm-hmm. um, and we would sleep over and. And that's pretty long, like two, crazy, two weeks, two, three two weeks. Two or three weeks, yeah. yeah. It was the first time, that was the first time I ever was away from home for, oh my God. for any How amount of time. Junior junior into senior year of high school. Oh, wow. Um, interesting. I, you did, you did. I did camp. Scout because camp. It's scout camp, which especially the younger years were a, more reminiscent of like what theater camp is like, where mm-hmm. you're in like the barracks and you've got like little bunks or you have um, cots that you sleep on. Um, ow. And uh, you have like the um, the counselors are like doing little classes and teaching you little like crafts and things. It's very right. like cliche summer camp uh, in a lot of ways, especially like the younger trap years. Is what I picture. Yeah, yeah, the younger years especially. So the older years end up being like very paramilitary. It's like a different thing entirely. But um, <laughs> the <laughs> Ukrainians, I know mm, Ukrainian scout camp, uh, plast uh, scob. So. Uh, I also never really did like a theater camp, but I did do the uh, IMEA All-Stars uh, musical, mm-hmm. the All-State musical. That was the um, Ragtime. I was in Ragtime uh, oh. back in uh, 2005. Um, and so it, that was like once a month, there would be like a full weekend that we would be rehearsing, like Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. That We would rehearse all day. Oh, weird. Um, we weren't, it wasn't like sleep away necessarily, though a lot of kids, because it was all over the state, they were coming from, you know, the Southern tip of Illinois and had to drive all the way up. So they would stay with someone. So there was like a lot of people that were just around in the neighborhood. Um, so it was a lot of like concentrated time together, putting a show together with effectively counselors. Cause it was like the music director and the choreographer and yeah, the director yeah. and other kind of helping hands. Um, the rehearsal was kind of a nightmare. Uh, but uh, <laughs> those two things together can combine like my scouting camp stuff and theater camp. I kind of get a, a, the vibe. It's like there's a lot of things that intertwine. Right. I there. just think like theater school in general. Yeah, there's a lot of even even like theater programs in college. They have a they have similar vibes to some of like the, the way that any kind of theater teacher the, a lot of theater teachers speak the same yeah. way. And, and there's a lot of, you know, hyperbolizing the way that these, these counselors and teachers are speaking in a way that it's not really hyperbole. Yeah. There's like, yeah, that feels ridiculous. <laughs> it's not quite and it's as not, far off from the mark than as we'd like. Absolutely. Like both, both films. Cause we yeah. watched camp and like right before we went to see the theater camp. Um, and I'm like, this is like, it's still too, it's so close to how these teachers actually, how I've heard teachers yeah. and even professional directors yeah. in the real, the real world hiring people. I've heard people talk like this in a way that I'm like, this is uncomfortably close to reality. Yeah. And like having years apart and being able to like look at it as an audience member highlights how inappropriate some of this stuff is or just yes. how bonkers. It's just like batshit crazy stuff that in any other circumstance, no one would accept. Right. And in this, for some reason, we're okay with it. 
Um, well, and it's it's different too because I I do feel um, some of the some of the absurdity in camp is different than some of the absurdity in um, theater camp. Theater camp. Yes. There are things that are kind of like out of the theater zeitgeist. Like we're not like theater teachers aren't hyper um, f- fixated on appearance mm-hmm. in a way that they used to be. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and very strict like gender roles. Right. Now it's the opposite. In fact, like, there would be a lot of like encouragement of kind of gender bending and um, just free just gender expression. Our, in general. The tastes have changed for yeah. sure. In those 20 years, it is a different uh, the requirements are different. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess maybe we should keep going down that line. What what else strikes you as like the the real material differences between those two? It's like where I does mean, where well, does the I, I focus think the look different? Uh, the biggest difference is the focus. I think uh, camp was really focused on the students, yeah, uh, the campers, and the theater camp was really focused on the counselors. Right. We're not following the, the campers and their story. It's not their story. Right. In camp, we see some the, of them, but we don't the really counselor care so stories. Much. Yeah. Um, in a way that I found the original camp, like very endearing that even yeah. when they're like awkward or doing weird things, I'm like, but they're learning, they're growing. And, yeah. um, theater camp, gave it to me in a way that I'm like, wow, this is like very uncomfortable. I know these people that haven't like, like I've met those people. Yeah. That, <laughs> Many that, of those people. That really, that they have to keep giving themselves this, this like one of the big plot points is Ben Platt's character really wants them to stay and be teachers. And him and Molly Gordon's character are, are like their best friends forever. They do everything together. And one of the things they decided together was that they were going to, they were going to focus on teaching. They're just mm-hmm. going to be teachers until uh, the right time, the quote unquote right time. Right. Um, and there was, it, it just like, I, there's this like, you know, I, I work with teach. I'm a teaching artist myself, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and so like, and, and I teach theater and there's, there's a, there's a part of me that, you know, like I am, I have almost made this choice Yeah. to, no, I'm just, I I run theater camps. I teach theater. Like that's right. what I do. I work with babies mostly. So I don't, it's not, it's not the same, um, like exact path. Yeah. But I have chosen to, to, to focus on children and not um, theater itself. Right. Uh, like performing. And there's something that, yeah, that that feels that that uh, that feels very true to me. Watching it and being like, "This is it's hard. It's hard to watch because it's it's these people that that kind of feel stuck. Yeah, that, that can't be that don't feel like they're honest with themselves or each other about yeah. what they're actually choosing and what they're doing. They're not saying there's this like, no, we're just doing this for now because it's this is the best way to do it. Instead of saying like. Right now, I don't like this. I don't like auditioning. I don't like this. I'm going to focus on this. And if this other thing, there, there's this like, the, you have to put on an air of, you don't want to ever say I've quit. Right. That That's like a big no-no I'm when you tired. work in theater. <laughs> like, oh, you, mm, you gave up. You gave up. Right. 
see if you had just not given up. And the thing is, the, the reality is that theater is small. There's only so many theaters, very few professional theaters, very, even fewer that pay living wages. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have very many jobs and, and you can't work at the same one forever. And so there are you, always more actors every year. And every year the, the programs increase their sizes. We're getting more and more people that are going into theater degrees, into performance degrees and less jobs every year, especially since the pandemic, Many, many professional theaters have closed or are shutting down or are losing money. Yeah. And just like the reality is there is not enough money for everyone who wants to be a theater performer to do it. Yeah. There just isn't. And it's not, it's certainly not giving up to say I'm choosing things that are stable, even though I love performing and I'm seeing that that job is not what I want. Right. Fighting for different jobs. Cause I was, I was performing in lots of different ways and I was making my own opportunities and I was working in different ways to make money. And, and eventually I was trying to do it all in performance. And I just decided I didn't like the piece that was auditioning. Yeah for now, for that kind of thing. Right. Well, and nothing is ever forever too. Like you could retire and say, I quit and then go back and do it again. Like there's, there's no, there is no actual shame in no. <laughs> doing that. It, it, it doesn't. And, and this movie really highlighted this world that I still see so many people that are like afraid to, to take a step back and choose something else. Yeah. And at the same time, the people that have taken a step back and been like, oh, we're teaching, we're teaching, like trying to pull people with them to not feel like they've given up. Yeah. It, it just like it instead of there's this weird thing in theater where it's like you're supportive, but you're not mm-hmm. where you're you're happy for people unless they're doing better than you. Sort of. Yeah. Or it's there's there's always a jealousy component to it. It's it's hard, and you have in order to like maintain those relationships. Sometimes it feels like there's a pressure to be on the same level and to not right. succeed. And even in this film, we have the um, what's her name, Molly's character. Um, I don't remember that character's name. She I don't remember anybody. But Amos and something. Um, uh, but they tried to audition for Juilliard and he didn't get in and he forever, they thought like he thought that she also didn't get in and they were like, Oh, we didn't get in together. So we went to this other school together and then we did this teaching thing, but turns out she did get a call back. Not yeah. that she got in, but she did get a call back and she didn't, she go, she didn't go. She declined in order to maintain this relationship. Right. Um, and part of that is like, well, the relationship is more important than that. And that might've been true, but, it's also very codependent in order to like not make waves there and to ensure that she still has this support um, and to feel safer. Sometimes it's safer not to even try so that you don't fail. Um, There is something really interesting about that in, in theater camp, that, that feeling of I'm, we're going to shoot low so that we don't, you know, do badly. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep set your expectations. I'm gonna set low, my expectations so really low. Right. 
Yeah. I don't have to go try to write a musical on Broadway. I can just write a musical every year here at Adirondacks camp. Yeah. And, and get, they get celebrated. I get for celebrated. It. I'm the big hot head honcho, big fish in a small pond. And, and I don't have to worry about failing elsewhere. And right. Well, there's something, it's just like interesting that it doesn't, I don't know if it does it justice enough where it's like, yeah, you can find, there's something about camp that, that makes the, the original camp that makes me feel like, even though this is kind of ridiculous, it's like, there's something really important for these people. Yeah. And, um, and they do it by showing all of these campers experiences and how their experiences are changed and how they grow and how they learn because they're in this environment that where people accept them yeah, and they're allowed to make mistakes and, and do, you know, terrible things to each other and still be forgiven Mm -hmm. and still make something and feel celebrated. Yeah. And with it, I'm like, yeah, this is all stupid. This is all so stupid, but I get it. Yeah. It's the, it may, it, it gives it a place. It gives these kids a place where they are growing and learning. Yeah. And theater camp tells you that that's what's happening. Yes. There's a whole song at the end in the show that they write that tells you, Hey, I, uh, we, this is, this is a family outside of our family, but we don't really see it. Yeah. The only, the only place we see it is in the relationship between those two characters. Right. The two teachers. And it's a very dysfunctional codependent relationship. Right. So it, it never gets to a point that makes me, I don't know. It doesn't, it tries to like bring in heart at the end in a way that I don't think is very, it's not as effective. Yeah. There's an interesting, what you brought up is like, we're watching in, in camp, we're watching kids learning. There's something that we are, I'm willing to forgive bad behavior, especially if I'm like watching someone like really learn and they're children. They're like in their, they're, 13, 14, 15, like they're not adults. And where we're seeing in theater camp, we're seeing the adult side where I'm like much less willing to forgive that 30 year old who's like being a real weirdo. It comes to to when when, um, you talk about them like making these mistakes in camp or like we're watching these kids grow. And it's, I was at first I was thinking about how theater and and uh, theater educations make young people kind of try to step up their age game. They have to kind of toy around with things that are older than them, right? Mm-hmm. They they have to kind of mature faster or pretend that they're more mature than they are. Right. And they're they're playing around with these adult ideas. In the end, I kind of thought a little differently about that where we're actually watching in camp, especially we're watching like a very sleep away camp specific phenomenon where, cause I think about like my experience in a camp and 
when you're like in a Lord of the Flies situation where it's just like this little society of people your age where now suddenly kind of in a lot of ways you're the boss of your little, right. you have to create a little society and a little hierarchy and now you're, you're playing with these adult situations in how you uh, negotiate romances and how you negotiate conflict, um, power right. dynamics, and and it's, it's like sloppy some real, and some real independent. Like it's it's pr practice independence. Yes, it's practice independence, um, and it's interesting how that intersects now with theater because then you see in theater camp there's some instances where you're seeing the other side of it where how often happens in theater schools, the adult authorities are f hoisting that on yeah. people where they're like, you know, it's a, that, that classic, um, uh, Will Ferrell sketch from SNL where he's like casting the musical, the high school musical. Oh it's like, God. it was like a cut for time. That's so it was so never aired, but it's on YouTube and it's hilarious. Was it cut for time? Yeah. We just watched it so many times. And it, it's, it's like funny. Will Ferrell's like the high school, uh, theater director and they're posting the cast list for bye and bye birdie. for bye bye birdie. And he's like, comes out and he has to like, he like casts people, but he tells like the two of them, he's like, you two need to have sex before we start rehearsing. And it's like, that's not that far off. If not exactly something that I was told in high school, maybe mm. in jest, but like that is not fake. Right. It's ridiculous. And it's ridiculous in that sketch. Cause it's like literally every single thing that a theater teacher had said that was inappropriate all mashed all in into six minutes. Moment, yes. <laughs> but every single one of those things is so real. And there's an interesting kind of like the, the, the idea that these like directors and theater teachers in college and in camps and in high schools are trying to infuse their students with this adulthood and then to add to that in this environment where they're already toying around with adult independence um, and seeing it from the children's perspective, I'm much more, it's endearing, as you said, I'm, I'm much more willing to follow that. I'm not grossed out by it per se. Right. Whereas seeing from, I'm watching theater camp from the perspective of the teachers, these two kind of really immature codependent icky people who are then kind of like hoisting <laughs> Right. This adulthood on kids and it's just, it really gave me a really bad taste in my mouth. Well, and it's it, it in theater camp, they, they've, I don't know. It asks the question that a lot of other things do. Like it, it, it's, these are, these are people who aren't the, the cream of the crop theater performers right. that are acting like they are to their students. Yeah. They're, they're imparting this wisdom in a way that these kids just like eat it up because they want it so bad. Yeah. And the, the, these, these counselors are, they feed off of it and they're, they're like, this is the attention I've always wanted. This is like the, finally I'm getting people who see my genius and my brilliance. Yeah. And I think it, it, it makes us look at those people and be like, are you, are you fucking those kids up? I know. It makes me at least look at them that way. Do you think if you hadn't gone to theater school or been a theater professional, like how do you think people who haven't done that would look at that? 
I don't I know. I don't I'm, know if they would I'm take wondering. it seriously. The, this right. Is my, this is my question. Like, okay, so the movie Camp yeah. is called Camp. Very campy. it is campy. Oh, I yeah. mean, it is like dripping with, I mean, it is ridiculous. It's really silly. At one point, like one of the characters has their jaw wired shut the whole Yeah, it's very, very camp, silly. And at the end, like one of the counselors just like snips it right off. Like it's silly. At Anna Kendrick's, her character like poisons another character to get stage time. So this, yes, it's like it really, really silly. Ridiculous. And it is extreme in a way that theater camp is not really campy. No. They do the thing, like they're- They're pretty straight. Yeah, it's like, it's that like hyper realism, that like very Gen Z dry humor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a little bit awkward. I mean, some of the best, I think that fake teacher- Oh, <laughs> was so freaking funny. <laughs> the teacher who lied on her resume. Very, very funny. Um, and that's an interesting thing too. Cause like she comes in as like she and the, um, the owner's son who like takes over the camp, mm-hmm. who's like not a theater person at all. Right. And is just like a TikToker. Um, and they kind of are outside of the world a little bit. And right. they're like looking in, so we're seeing also like there are characters in the world that aren't within the world right, in a way that in camp, them, they don't really do that. Well, they do. I mean, with the main guy, I guess the main guy is a little, yeah. Yeah. But they do it in different ways. Um, because like the, the main guy in camp, who's like the, the straight guy coming in, he's just like very innocent and like wants to learn and be there. And in theater camp, I mean, both the son grew up around Joan, at least. Yeah, right. So understands what this camp is and what these is like outside of the world, but still cares about yeah. it and knows it. And even this other theater teacher, like, must know something about theater. Yeah, she like, didn't know what stage combat was. She she hilarious. asked all the kids. It was a very, very funny that's scene. A good scene. <laughs> what is stage combat? They're answering. And they're answering in like oh, these metaphors. It, it makes the audience's heart skip a beat. But being completely safe. She's like, okay, okay. but how about less metaphor? What is it? <laughs> what would be the dictionary uh, definition? You learn to fight. Oh, that's it. It's <laughs> very, very funny. Very. But there oh are even God, some moments it. where she's interacting with the other teachers and we get like a moment of in a way that the the son is very much like kind of trying to like play the game and trying to be his mom and trying to like inject some energy well, into he kind it. Of like he he's he's playing this part where it's like, yeah, we see a lot of this like fake it till you make it attitude in this like new yeah. TikTok on the GoPro. Yeah. Uh, these are these are business people on the there's a whole right. slew of these business people who aren't really business experts but are like trying to be like business gurus on TikTok and there's a whole bunch of them and well, they show up and they show up want and they invest, love it, but they're but all they don't have any, they don't money. Have any money. Um but this the fake teacher has interactions with the other teachers to kind of give us that relief of like Okay, but you know this is all like weird, right? That sounds weird, what you just said. And everybody else is like all in it. Everybody else is like on board because it's just like these weird, um, uh, I don't know what the word even would be, like um, disordered <laughs> behavior of theater people Ooh. is is disordered. ubiquitous, you know? Like it's like, th- it's actually quite common it's like going on twitter and seeing everybody i guess sorry going on x and um i'm going to timestamp this episode (laughs) 
uh, the, the switch is recent. Um, but it's going and, and seeing everybody behave like they're all borderline personality. Uh-huh. And it's just like a thing that is like when you're everywhere. just like when you're on Twitter, you are you are more susceptible to like narcissistic borderline yeah. blah 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 behaviors when you're in theater. It's the same. You're you're, you're liable to, to be all of these I mean, yes, narcissistic. Yeah. Blah, 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 all these things. Codependence, narcissism, uh yeah. it's and it's 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 like endemic in in the community and everybody just kind of accepts it. Right. And right. then you have someone from the outside come in and be like, that sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> then every 10 years, crazy. there's like a new slew that are like, all of those things that you guys did were horrible. We're, right. We're going to do better. And then you look at what they do and you're like, it's okay. still wild. Yeah. It's still, still very doing crazy. crazy things, guys. Yeah. It's like a, just a different brand of crazy. You've just decided that that's what's acceptable. It's, we've definitely just gone through something like that recently. Because um, even seeing what as you say, like the difference between camp and theater camp, where it's like in camp, it's like a lot of um, uh, focus on what people look like. The girl's jaws wired such shut so that she can lose weight, even though she's like not fat. She's a child. Her, and she's a child. And her parents have like wanted to lose all this weight. And they every, couldn't convince her to go to fat camp. So yeah, they, they wired her mouth. The compromise shut. was I know. I'm her. like, oh my God, that's horrible. And it's so, horrible. I mean, it's but horrible. it's like these these focuses on and like even how they I mean the idea of poisoning your your you know competition granted it wasn't just you know competition it wasn't just for stage time she was mean to her but this weird codependent relationship with Anna Kendrick and this you know mean bully girl uh, and she poisons her and takes her role. Like there are these things that, that are so kind of, they feel almost even old Hollywood in a, in a lot of ways that today aren't the thing. Yeah. But now instead we have the, in theater camp, we've got the teachers who are, you know, she thinks she's like a medium and talking to yes. someone. And then you have like she's a healer. She's you have a the, the costume designer who's like always talking about, how, you know, like being very open about, their feelings with the children in a way that's like, that's so strange that you're like, like you're supposed to be the regulated adult. I don't know why you're talking that way. Um, yeah. There, and, and how kind of similarly just bonkers that is like, it's a, just a different collection. Right. It's like, you know, neuroses instead of not saying, you can't say Macbeth in the theater. That's yeah. a big thing, like superstition. You can't say Macbeth. You can't yeah. say Macbeth. Um, and that superstition is like n not so much a thing anymore. Right. Um, but in, in theater camp, there was a, a scene with with um, the tear stick. Oh my God, um, the tear stick. And it's like using the tear stick to make you cry. And that's like, that wasn't a thing. No. Growing, but like. But like, it's like, it's not genuine. So it's cheating. Like that kind of, <laughs> that, that, that is certainly uh, like still a, yeah, that's, that's a, still a thing. Yeah. Even though that like plenty of theater artists would be like, yeah, if it looked, if you made it look like, I mean, honestly, that little girl who used the tear stick, if, if she used if a tear stick, I was like, if I had known that and hadn't seen it, then she brilliantly executed that. Yeah. It thought, I thought it looked great. If she, if she applied it, I know. At some point. And I didn't even know. And, she and it looked <laughs> genuine. Like, who cares? I don't care. It's not about the you. 
actor. Yeah. It's about everybody else is watching you. You could feel everything and it doesn't matter yeah. to the, the, to the audience. Oh my God. I was feeling it so hard that time. Well, I didn't see it. So got to do it again or do it different or whatever. Um, so overall, overall, if we're looking at theater camp yeah. itself as a movie, yeah. how do you feel about it? I how, had a really hard time watching it for personal reasons. <laughs> okay. It's really hard to watch it. And I think that there are some storytelling wise, it's hard to know exactly what it's, what it's about or who it's about. It's not really, it, it is about those two. Yeah. Those two it's teachers. Clearly, yeah. And it's a nice, like, you've got all these like side plots. They just didn't really justify that many of them. They do kind of all intertwine, but when you have your first moment kind of be like, Oh my God, we need the money for this. Right. For this thing. And like, they they're not all the going in. They set up the story to be Amy Sedaris's story and then immediately put her in a coma. Right. Which or it would be, be the son's story. Like the son needs to do it. And then right. but he's secondary. And we're really just watching Ben Platt and his friend argue eventually because she gets on a cruise. Um, Cause we've got all these like side plots. We've got the side plot with the uh, fake teacher. We've got the side plot with the son. We've got the side plot with the tech director played by uh, Gavin, oh, Noah, Galvin. Noah Galvin. And, um, and that like, they do kind of all intertwine sort of like, I don't think the fake teacher really, comes into play the no she's just funny yeah the i mean like okay they set it up in the beginning it feels like it's gonna be like a, a wet hot american summer or a, a drop dead gorgeous something mm -hmm. like completely like ridiculous documentary style yeah um you know where they do this like oh we're doing like it feels very um Christopher Guest. Yes. Like if in the, in, in the that intro, in that intro. first little bit, it feels like Christopher Guest. Yes. Very like yeah. they're going to see, they're trying to like poach people from yeah, they're the recruiting. local high school, high, high school musicals. And, and then like she goes into a coma. Like it's all very Christopher Guest. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Oh, okay, I'm into it. Great. Okay, cool. And then we forget that it's a documentary. It doesn't need to be a documentary. The only thing we have is like these like subtitles that give us like information about stuff to frame what's happening yeah but otherwise like it did not need to be a documentary it didn't add anything i didn't know not at all i was really i thought that was a missed opportunity well they either could have leaned into it leaned into the the campiness of it right which i wished i guess in in, in the end the storytelling was fine um, like the actual, like it wasn't confusing. We know what was going no, on. I, I understand what happened. On. It's all fine in terms of storytelling. Um, but it's, it's confusing in terms of like tone. It's tone. The whole, the whole, um, uh, storytelling device is just like not, it's not, it's not fully baked. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it fine. Seems like almost too many ideas. Yeah. Yes, it did. But not enough ridiculousness. Yeah. Like that. It, if you're going to be maximalist, you better be maximalist. Yeah. You can have a lot of ideas and you make it really, really silly. And you really like go all the way. Give us some talking heads. It's a documentary. And like they had time movie wise. It was only like an hour 20. You know, it was not a long film. 
I wonder, I want to go back and watch it um, partially because we had a weird theater experience. We did have a weird theater experience. So that's let's, that's let's that. part of it. We, we did get into the theater and then the... There was a seating kept, situation. Everyone kept switching seats and it was very strange. And like, like 20, 30 minutes into the, the movie, we were essentially kicked out of our seats, which yeah, was very, very so strange. So it was like very off-putting and very stressful. Uh, so that was part of it. Also, like, I mean, we both have personal feelings around theater. And yeah. that did, like, I don't think that... It makes make some things watching some things makes me roll my eyes. I mean, it's like it's like we tried to watch Barry the show on HBO about the the oh assassin about. that becomes an actor in Hollywood and or he's trying to become I don't know how it ends up because we watched like two episodes and I was like I actually I don't think I can do this. And not because there was lots not of uncomfortable situations in the assassin No, part like of I it. liked the assassin part of it. The assassin characters were my favorite ones. It was it was watching it was the, the theater, acting the acting classes and Ooh, watching the woof, actors. That was hard. I just and it's not even that it was bad. It was just good and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Well, that was that was part of it. It's almost too it's close. It's too close. Especially and I, like watching those adults be too real. Yeah. Without, watching them be kind of people that I don't like. Yeah. And that, that makes it hard. And them being the heroes. Right. And that in other circumstances, maybe if I wasn't so cynical a theater person, I would have liked it. Or maybe if I wasn't a theater person at all, I would have been like, what a silly movie. Right, um, maybe. But because I'm like, just... if Okay, if I compare it to camp, yeah. which I would say is storytelling is much more confusing. Very, very, very confusing. Weird. Very, very confusing. I don't understand what the story is. Who's the main character? No idea. I think it's Robin DeJesus because... They start first person. I think and, so. Yeah, yeah, probably. But you can make a you can make a case for a, for a lot, lot of different of people, people. Yeah, in that movie, and it's a little bit confusing. It feels more of an ensemble piece. Yeah. because of that. Yeah. Um, but because it is just ridiculous enough, and starts with starts with heart. Yeah, and keeps sprinkling it in, no matter how cheesy it got. It doesn't matter. There was like real issues that they were dealing with. I mean, just like starting it with something mm -hmm. as intense as like this kid this goes to kid prom gets in beat drag. Up as a drag. Yeah. Like and and that's something that, you know, any theater artist around that time that's not so long after rent. Yeah. It it is it is it is near and dear to like the theater person's heart. Yeah. Um that you're going to really feel for those people even when it's like weird kids doing weird things and you're like is the acting bad? Maybe. Mm. Anna Kendrick was know. wonderful. Anna Kendrick is wonderful. I thought Robin <laughs> and, de Jesus. And Robin de, de Jesus Excellent. was Excellent. I was like, wow. Yeah, they were both and, really um, good. And Sasha Allen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very Underrated good. in that very, movie. Very, very good. Excellent. Excellent singing. Excellent acting. Yes. Perfection. Um, some of the rest of the kids, but I kept watching it being like, are they a bad actor or are they just playing an awkward yeah, because it was like, well? Because it, it was like, like, it was like kids ugh. pretending to be kids pretending to be adults. Right. So it's like, yes, if you break it down, if you like break it kids, down, you've got like, they're, but they're meant to be kids. Yeah. They're meant to be kids. Just kids pretending to be adults. They're play acting. Cause they're, they're at camp. Like yeah. You said, like I said, this, right. This, and it's so interesting. Boy camp puts you into that position where you're, you're, you're able to, to exercise act these things. Yeah. As an adult. Yeah. Um, and it makes it endearing for that, for all those reasons where you've got, you've got these kids that are kind of like, 
going through it and that it is so silly. And they have the kids singing and performing in actual shows that we know. Right. They've got Turkey well, Lurkey this, Time and the choreography. And they've got like original songs too. But, yeah, they you know, they have that. Songs. They've got I'm Still Here they, because they're doing Follies. They've got mm -hmm. Company. Does theater camp have songs that we know? Some of them. Only yes, in the Divine auditions. Gravity, yeah, the uh, auditions. It was only in the auditions. It was only where we had it. Um, and I kind of felt like that was missing a little bit. That Something was a missed I opportunity. Something camp is like we love watching the kids perform. That's just we love yes. it. Yes. And we want it's to see fun. it. It's fun. I want to see Anna Kendrick sing. Ladies Who Lunch. Ladies Who Lunch. I want to see her sing that. Kills it. Even she's though so she's good. like 14. <laughs> it's, well, and it's perfect the way they're, honestly, camp has some really, really funny and clever moments. Yeah. That like, there's a moment um, where... Speaking of the white room, um, where Robin does it, Jesus' character, he's he um, he is in Romeo and Juliet. Juliet, he's playing Romeo. Yeah, he his parents have agreed to come see him, even though they're like not super happy with him at this point. But he's like so happy and excited that his parents are coming. He walks on stage. His parents, his the seats that he has saved for his parents are empty. So he like kind of goes he, blank. He breaks down yeah. and he goes into this scene. And if you're a theater person, you know it's a scene from West Side Story. Yeah, he does the monologue. Maria's monologue in West Side Story where she, like, finds Tony dead. Yeah. And it is so, it's such a brilliant, like, snapping thing that, like, it's a nod to, it's Romeo and Juliet. It's Romeo a nod to Romeo and Juliet. Which is yeah. West Side Story. West Side Story is Romeo and Juliet. Right. But he's like playing the female character. There's so many. It's like weirdly clever and yeah. layered and smart while being just campy and stupid at the same time. Yeah. That I'm like, I am here for this. So like weird cleverness and layers and like nothing. There's nothing, there's nothing quite like, like that. that. There's the, I, one big plot point in theater camp yeah. is Noah's character, the tech director, mm -hmm. he like ends up having to save the show by stepping in for one of the campers. Yeah. And I don't get it. No, me neither. It doesn't. I, again, I want it to be the, I want the heroes to be the people we care about. Right. And like, we kind of, do because he's like the we tech like, director and he like, like runs around and he's like working a lot hard and he was like did some demonstration of like dancing and like apparently looked amazing and i was like well that's gonna come back for us but it feels very like convenient and deus ex machina it's like not very well it's not very well set up it is a, a very it obvious set up. set up it is and payoff well set up but yeah it is. it's just it's not it's, interesting because i don't know who this person is or why it would matter that this person is the one to like now go play what do they say playing alphaba and wicked Litter? oh yes i do like the way it resolved um because it's kind of it's silly it's silly yeah and i do i do like it i do and it like again there are moments where i'm like okay that's ridiculous that's ridiculous that's ridiculous yeah. but they're like not connected they're not and connected not there were some campy things that happened like we've got Amy Sedaris going into a coma. We've got like every, basically every single thing in the end or even all the little like descriptions, like the little documentary descriptions were all very, like some of them are very clever. It's yeah. like, 
she lied on her resume, you know, and that, like very used very sparingly. Yeah. Cause then it's like very straight be besides that, instead of like going full ham, Christopher guest, which it, it was, it's a good topic. I mean, it just would end up being like, why not make a new waiting for Guffman? It's true. It is very waiting for Guffman. They need to save the camp. They're, they're going to get, they need to get funding. Why not do that? Yeah. That's part of it. It's like everyone's, everyone's challenges are different challenges. Yeah. And even though they sort of align with the last show. Yeah. It's not, it I'm doesn't like, work. It doesn't I'm just come trying to think of me. like what, what is the, what's like the problem that they're all like the, the, the problem that they all share that they're like going that's toward. I mean. That's yeah. like, that's the grand kind of universal problem that they're all trying to manage. And it's kind of hard to pinpoint it. Um, Cause it's not necessarily about success. It's not a, it's right. like, I mean, part of it is like having that last show be a success. Cause that's the thing that will save the camp. Yeah. But that's like, where are your talents? Where do your talents really lie? Is like a little bit of it. It's one of those, it's, it's a, it's got a problem in the like, we don't know what the conflict is for so long. Yeah. Like we know what the conflict is we for think, him, for the son. Yes. We and, think we know what the story is going to be about and ends up being about something else. And the way it's resolved, cause it's like, it gets complicated. I don't know. It's like, it's weird where you're like, okay, well that part's over that part that we thought was the conflict. Now it's a new conflict. Yeah. It's not really the same. We've just like cut and run and now we're doing something different. Well, it's like if you so have like each, yeah. each beat is like, it's so rushed. I think the pacing, I, I, that is like one of the things that I dislike the most about this movie. The pacing feels very strange to me. Yeah. I don't know what we're waiting for. I don't know what, um, or what we've skipped. <laughs> yeah. What are we waiting for? And what have we skipped? Yeah. I think there's a mistake that people can make where it's like, if you're very clever, you can do a thing like, I don't know, the light in the piazza where um, you think the story is going to be this like very classic love story between a boy and a girl. And it really turns out is about the mom, but, and you kind of find out early enough, but you don't really know it's about her until a little bit later, but it still tracks. Like you still can like go backwards in time and follow each moment and be like, oh, it's actually about her. Right. Um, she's not, not just does. the narrator. Not- and this is like, we start with one and then we're like, it's still a problem through the end that we've got, yeah. we need and money I'm, for the camp, it, but it, we're but at, like, the story's actually about this other okay thing entirely. Like Christopher Guest type thing where it's like, or, or like when I think about like Drop Dead Gorgeous, there are moments where it's like, and then this happens and everything changes and it's done. You're like, what the fuck? Just yeah. The Drop of Gorgeous is like really good at it. Right. But that's because something actually changed. Oh, but, and, but we're really following the one thing for so long yeah. that when it changes and you're like, what? Wait, it's just like over. That's what weird. What's oh. happening? Wait, the story's, what is that? I, I love Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. We'll do that soon. I oh, it's a good one. It is good. Wow. I mean, it's a good example of like the, the, what you think is maybe like the initial, inciting incident is really just the setup for the real inciting incident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it feels, yeah. it like feels there's an absurdity to that. I, 
I don't mind it, but it, it's not followed through because then the rest of like so much of the comedy is just like, this is so real. It's awkward and it, it's painful to watch. Like that's like that kind of like Gen Z yeah. type humor that is popular. Yeah. Where we're, it's cringe, mm-hmm. like that cringe humor. Yeah. And that is not, that's not what it's set up to be. And it doesn't feel, because I think I'm going to say that the main problem with this movie is that the the um, the brand of comedy changes so much that like you don't you can't hold on to heart you can't hold on to funny yeah you it keeps switching like the the characters that are the cringiest are never the most endearing right because we're not watching everyone be cringy right right. Or some of the cringiness is not as effect, like actually cringy as other ones. Like yeah. I, I think Noah is maybe supposed to be cringy. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? He's not, but I don't know. And what about camp? Perfect. <laughs> I love it. I, it's I, very endearing. It is not a perfect story. It's all over the place, but yeah, there's the something is all over the place. Campy. And it's, it's like worthy of its, cult status it's so strange it's so out there and so it's like i'm i'm willing to forgive it a lot plus and steven sondheim is actually in it i totally forgot about that actually in it and some of these people are fucking good singers yeah yeah like sasha allen every time she opens her mouth i'm like it's like why is she in this she's so good yeah i mean anna kendrick like she was already she's a tony nominee yeah, she was a Tony nominee, <laughs> which you didn't know. I didn't know that. She's one of the, I think I think she's the third youngest ever Tony nominee. Wow. For huh. high society. Um, but you can tell, like, at the beginning, she doesn't really stand out. But, like, when she snaps into her oh character, my gosh. you're she's like, good. oh, she is going to go places. She yeah. is excellent. She's really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And this, like, and it does feel like the characters in, because it's based off of these characters, like the actual actors who are in the movie are like playing out their own experiences or their own, like it's based off of their experiences in these, it does feel a little bit inside jokey. Yeah. It doesn't feel like they're letting you in so much. I mean, it is admittedly by their own admission um, about their time growing up together. It's like an homage to their, their lives growing up in theater together. So it ends up feeling very, this is like your story. That's nice, but I'm not in it. And it, it doesn't do it in a way that like really commits to that that comedy that like um book smart does yeah it doesn't go full book smart because it does try to be campy yeah when you can call book smart campy but it's different it's like it a different is different form of camp yeah it's, it's very molly, good it's i funny. think molly gordon is in book smart oh i think so with noah <laughs> is that is that them together the weirdos maybe it might be I don't know. We'll have to confirm or you can confirm for us. Uh, um, yeah. I, I think that probably like camp is a movie that I would rewatch 
every few years. I'd probably watch it and be like, mm, that's a silly movie. Let's watch that. That's so, but there's that's so dumb. There's like movie there's parts. Like, yeah, there's, there's like a, there's some heart in it. Whereas theater camp, I'm I think there was some innovation in camp. There's yeah. some things that they showed that I'm like, at the time, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And theater camp, no, not nothing like that. No. There's nothing that is innovative or new or special or. No. All right. Shall we move on to our superlatives? Let's do it. I think. All do right. you want to do for both of them? Yeah, let's do for both. Okay. Um, let's do our Oscar Withy moment. Okay. Um, for both. For, yeah. Um, okay. For theater camp. Yes. Let's start with theater camp. Um, I haven't thought of these yet. Mm. Um, do you have one? Yeah. I think um, for theater camp, I. Uh, oh, I know what I want. Yeah. It's. Uh, what's his name? Graham. Oh, I have to look up his name. Um, the choreographer. Um, oh, like the dance teacher, the dance teacher who is Nathan Lee Graham, Nathan Lee Graham, who whom we, saw in, we saw in Hadestown, um, and excellent in Hadestown. And I thought he was very, very funny. Um, and there's like the moment where <laughs> they're like sitting in, uh, At the campfire. Well, there's around the campfire is very funny, but, but it's like when they're watching, um, the show, the Joan still Joan still yeah uh, still Joan Joan still Joan still and uh, that he's exactly. like that he's like oh that it wasn't exactly right but it was it was my like it's fine like there's there's some comment that he gave to the person he's sitting next to while they're like watching the show yeah what was oh that? God what was it um it was it was oh I don't remember it was so real it was so like oh my God I know that that comment. And it was very genuine, exactly what I expect from a choreographer. Basically all around, they're like the choreographer of choreographers in the end. Yeah. Cool. Um, my moment. Um, we talked about that, the the teacher faking her mm -hmm. resume, mm -hmm. um, but that she didn't know what stage combat was. And, and the kid was like, it's like, you just teach us how to fight. And she's like, oh, that's it. Great is a great setup. Yes. Excellent setup. Mm -hmm. Because later there's a weird, there's a weird. It's like a mixer party or something. Between yeah. the, their camp and a, and a, um, the local rival camp. Um, again, they didn't really set up the rivalry between the camps very well. Um, but this was happening. Uh, this like weird mixer was happening. And at one point, like it was clear that these kids were like, we're not talking to the kids from the other camp. Like both sides were like, no, we're not going to do it because we're better than them. Um, and then one of the campers from the Adirondacks walks over to one of the other ones and says something nice or something. I don't remember. And then another one of the campers walks up, turns them around and slaps him hard in the face. And I was like, <gasps> what's what happening? And then they like both turn and, they they're like that was acting something <laughs> stupid like that, and yeah. um, there was a fallout. But I was like, but it was clear that um, oh, and then and then one of the other teachers from the other camp was like was like that was inappropriate, and the the fake teacher was like it's theater, 
like grow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're acting grow up. But that because I'm sure she just taught them to slap and gets like it's not like it's not supposed to be a fake theater slap. Mm-hmm. But they just get slapped hard in the face and are like, that's <laughs> stage combat. And I thought it was so brilliant. I'm like, that's hilarious. Oh my God. That's, that's very, so funny. Very funny. It was a good what setup punchline for sure. Great, great moment that was like really well set up and like followed through. It's yeah. because it surprised me and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, it was the stage combat that she taught yeah, them. Yeah. Brilliant. That's so funny. All right, camp. Do you have one? I do have one. Go for it. Anna Kendrick. Okay. Uh, when she poisons the girl and the girl's like vomiting on the stage because she apparently fed her like bleach, which is crazy. It's like you killed her. Um, and uh, they're like, oh, we got to cancel the show. We have to cancel it. And she has this great little monologue uh, where she's like, um, she's like, oh, Get oh, real. Get real. She's, She's fucked. fucked. I'm, I'm ready, ready. And, and the, the show, show, show must go, go on. on. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And then she goes on and like pushes the girl off the stage and continues Just the song. Rips her off the oh, stage. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, and then you and get to, excellent at it. And it's yeah, and then you get to watch her sing Ladies Who Lunch and it's great. And everyone else is like, what, what happened? Is happening? <laughs> but it's this great line and she's like, 14, it says this thing. And I'm like, oh my God, she's really good. Jeez, she's going to be something. Yeah. I think weirdly the dialogue between the kids was very good in camp. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this is weird and stupid. Um, the scene, there's like a weird scene. Um, Robin de Jesus's character is gay and is convinced to sleep with one of the female campers played by mm-hmm. Sasha Allen. And um, after that, the, the straight guy goes and like talks to her mm-hmm. and is like, is like, oh, I heard you uh, slept with him. And the way that she is like, like kind of awkward about it, but it's like, they're so, the way they talk to each other, they're not like talking in codes. Yeah. They're, 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 they're like, he is flirting with her. Yeah. Which is like weird because he feels like weird and possessive. And yeah. like, it's like all of these like weird politics because he's already seeing the, another girl who's one of the main characters. Right. And, but like is maybe jealous of Michael. Right. Who's a character, right. but maybe is jealous because that he got with her and he didn't like and he's like the golden boy right. but also is like proud of michael like there's this there's so many weird dynamics that are happening in that one weird little scene and the way it like plays out where he's like he's like i'm curious i'm curious but like it's like really hardcore flirting and they end up making like, out yeah you can't you know i can't let michael just have this girl because now i want her because he's had her it's like a weird, it's like, like a really good, everyone. Like yeah. it's so like his flaws it was, were very good. Yeah. It was, I like, again, I like feel like I know that person. Yeah. I hate, I hate that character. Honestly, yeah. uh, I remember watching it and being like so many things in that movie make me so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. especially in my, in my, like finding my, right. Myself. Yeah. Um, because eventually he even like does that to Michael that he like, yeah, he has like a weird, flirting. he has a weird like flirty moment where he like wants that attention. And but it's even like, even that like I'm is like, well done where it's like not, it's not received or yeah. it's like, 
He's like taking it and he's, and Michael's like, what is this happening? Is not, stop it. What are you stop doing? It. This is now weird. Yeah. You're being weird. Yes. You are charming. Yes. You get what you want a lot, but it's not going to happen. It's like, yeah. it's, it's a nice, I like that. Like yeah. I almost chose that scene for this, but like those, those moments between characters are really, they're so weird and they feel really bad, especially yeah. to me when I was younger and like, awkward and i'm like oh like they make me feel so weird <laughs> and bad um and but i i think they are done well yeah yeah that's why they made me feel bad unearned moment mm-hmm. start with theater camp mm-hmm. i want to say unfortunately missed opportunity they have this kid who's playing an aspiring um agent yeah he's on the phone a couple times but it's unclear why he's at the camp otherwise yeah and he's never participating in any other scenes yeah and it's not there's no nothing else as ridiculous as that that i can't actually believe that that's happening yeah i they either needed to play it down because he was like wearing suits and on the phone all the time and either they needed to make him more kid-like but still good at the job right and still like sneaking away and still participate. Like they needed to incorporate it, him more into that thing or, or blow up the, the kind of camp and absurdity around him mm-hmm. for, for me to believe that that was happening. Yeah. And I, because I, I like the idea and I don't think they did it well. I wish, I wish it went well. Cause I don't yeah. think they need to cut it. There's something interesting about it, especially the best part of that is when he offers the teacher who faked their resume a job. I yeah. think that is very smart. It was very funny. Yeah. But that again, it's like an absurdity that is lost in the rest of it where I'm like literally everything else that happens to that teacher absolutely could have happened to that teacher. Yeah. She absolutely could have lied on her resume, yeah. walked in and been teaching a mass class for the first time, never knowing what it was before. Absolutely. I believe yeah, I believe 100%. that. 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That none of the rest of like, there's so little in that movie that happened that I'm like, that's actually ridiculous. Like that, that couldn't actually happen. Yeah. And that the, the agent, the little kid who was an agent, I'm like, they didn't do it in a way that I believed yeah. or in a way that it was absurd enough that lived in an absurd world. Yeah. They didn't do either of those things. <sighs> I accept that. <laughs> um, my unearned moment I think is uh, Noah Galvin being kind of the savior in the end. Yeah. It just doesn't really, uh, like it's kind it of, is, you can see it from a mile away a little it bit. It is set up, yeah. But it's it's that like, wait, w- why do we even care that he's the dancer that then ends up doing, it just doesn't, right. it doesn't They set follow. it up, but they didn't it set doesn't, up the importance yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm like, who, the, okay, why is he the dancer? I don't get it. Like, unless we, we know that he He has no wants, relationship with any other characters. No, that we, like, I want to know that he had auditioned for years and never got it or, or. um Right. Like, w- there's something about, like, he retired because he was. Why do we was, care about Why do I succeeding? care that he succeeded at performing? Yeah. Did he even want to be a performer? And how do I know that? We don't know that. We, we weren't we given that. We get the hint. We get the hint because he danced, like, but like. Again, in camp, they really told us, like they like had characters actually saying what they feel and what they felt. Right. And I think what they were trying to do in theater camp was be like, everyone's holding their dreams close to their chest. Yeah. Which is weird because theater camp is the place where you kind of like 
Yeah. You talk about that. You talk about all of your um, dreams. Yeah, for sure. But I, yeah. But one, <laughs> I'm going to add for, oh, is it my turn? Did I do? You no, did one, didn't right? Do. Yeah, uh, I did. Yeah. Um, but in talking about theater camp, one thing that I was a little disappointed in is like, is we are, it's 20 years later. Mm-hmm. And one thing about the original camp movie is I'm like, they really, they like, again, they hint at gay things and they have a lot of relationships yeah. and they don't give us like a real gay relationship mm, moment. Yeah. And in theater camp, I'm like, well, clearly like Noah Galvin and uh, Ben Platt, Ben Platt are they're together an item in real life. And yeah. May like maybe not their characters, but like they have an opportunity to show gay relationships because they're important in theater camp. They like happen. They're going to happen. Yeah. It's again, it's a moment where you you get to you play act your independence and part of that for theater camp where there's lots of gay people that's where you start these kind of like proto relationships yeah and i and i just was missed opportunity missed opportunity in both of them really but in theater camp they didn't do anything yeah there's not one gay romance yeah i wonder why that's happening now because it seems to be more it's like as we move into like pride everywhere and everything is more accepted it's like yeah, gays less accepted exist, gays are being like, erased a little bit maybe i'm complaining a little maybe too much it's connected but. to the, like the the whole like snow white can't have a romantic interest yeah like that's a whole big i don't know if you followed any of that drama that no. the new snow white that's coming out um it's the the actress from west side story oh okay. um she's playing snow white but she has spoken out like they had like a press conference where like this isn't the old snow white she doesn't end up with a prince she's not looking for love okay. and which is like fine, fine maybe but like that is part of what the original like a lot that of people is the original are like story well, it's okay kind of to make a different choice but like because they're so strongly against it, people are like, but I do want that. And well, plenty of women right. and men want, want romantic I mean, I would say probably most do, right? It's like there is a difference between saying that we not every story needs to be a love story. For Absolutely. sure, 100%. It's not surprising that so many stories are in some way love stories because everybody's looking for relationships. People are relationship driven. Then what is the important relationship that's driving this? Yeah. And that's fine. Please yes, pick a different let's do relationship. Something else. I love that. I yeah, love that. We Frozen talked about that too. That's like it's about the sister right. relationship. And, and it's like what a fun right. surprise. Yes. I love that Moana is not about love, love. but it is about it's relationship. Nothing about a romantic relationship. And that she's right. kind of a child. Right. Um and that, like, but she makes, she makes, she has a relationship with Maui. That's not mm-hmm. romantic. Right. And it's important that she build that relationship. Yes. It, that's the element of the love story genre that appears in like so many stories, even when they're not just necessarily love nature, stories. People, people exist relationally. Yeah. That's and just how we exist. One of those relationships is love. So it's not like a horrible thing that love happens in, in stories. And that it can be a goal. Yeah, it can. Absolutely. It can be the it thing It is so you often a goal for human beings. One. So it is a little disappointing that's like not featured at all. When it's like that would be so someone would be stooping at theater camp. Yes. 100%. Oh, what about camp? Unearned. 
Um, unearned moment in camp. Um, I had one. Do you have one? Um, I had a. <laughs> I mean, I guess like it's so, so out there, but like yeah, Steven Sondheim still. shows up and I just like, why is Steven Sondheim there? Like one, why is he in this movie at all? And two, Steven Sondheim came to this like theater camp. I don't know. It was like so out there for me. Yeah. there's. It's not they, really earned. They they pushed it. Um, there's plenty of unearned moments. In yes. The camp. It's like full um, of unearned moments. Like one thing that I don't, I just like, you could have just done it better. It, like the, he, so there's the, the disgruntled um, counselor who's yeah. a composer and he gets into this like drunken stupor at one point and the main character confronts him and is like, what's your problem, man? Yeah. Um, and the, the drunken guy ends up passing out and, or throws up on him. Oh my God. Passes yes. out. And the guy's like, Oh no, I have to wipe it off. Reaches down to pick up a piece of paper from the ground, wipes <laughs> himself off, realizes it's brilliant composition. It's a new music by this written man. by this composer and can see the, the genius in it right away. No, picks please. up a handful, not all of it, just like random handful. And this is scattered around. He's not picking up songs that are clipped right, together. Right. He's picking up like collections of paper. Sheets of paper. And then he shows it to one of the other characters. Who immediately like, also wanna, knows. I don't want to see it because she knows it's that guy's. Yeah, somehow. Somehow, weirdly. But then he's like, no, look at it. And she looks at it and she's like, oh my God. Realizes, again, realizing it's brilliant Somehow, just by looking at the music, which like there's like three people I've ever known in my life that are capable that can look at of anything. Music like and, be like, and one of them I actually believed. Could do that. <laughs> oh, Others who claimed actually, it, but one who right. like, I'm like, no, you actually can look at that and be like, oh, it's beautiful. Just right. by looking at music. I'm like, how do you even? No, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No. I wouldn't know. No, no, no. Very good musicians. And even if, I mean, like if that was the case, like if both of them was able to, no. And it'd be like, oh, this one doesn't look good. I'm like, what are you reading the words? What, what, yeah. what, what part of it are you saying it's not good? And then they like move to like, oh, we'll put on a rehearsal and we'll get it ready. Fully orchestrate this one song. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, obviously the music is just like very simple chords simple with like a melody line and that's repeated. it. Repeated. And honestly, what makes it good is like these kids kind of riff on it yeah. and these musicians and like, it's, it's not even like the best song in the show that they right. do. And I'm like, mm, I'm not unearned. It's just, I have to, I have to pretend that that's what's happening. They're, they're skipping things and yeah. I just have to pretend that like they've done all the things, but for storytelling sake, they're just skipping these things. Right. I don't like it, but, Boo. but they can, they could simplify it. Yeah. And I'd be like, if, if they had just like sat at a piano and just like played through it and sang through it and been like, this seems interesting. Yeah. Or like, let's see, this is interesting because we've never seen it before. Let's and he's so excited it. because he was like, this is new music because he's never written anything since that since musical, the show that he, since the show that he knows. Yeah. And she's like, wait, there is new music. I'm going to explore it for I'm a minute explore it. with his guitar. He plays a guitar. He, he plays could sit guitar. down with the he guitar just and sit do it. He sit down and play it and yeah. sing it. That would have been more believable to be like, this is actually really interesting. And there's have them like jam out. Yeah. Yeah. If he just had a guitar and one piano and like, that would have been much more interesting. Yeah. But alas. Alas. Um, any other superlatives? How about cringiest theater moment? For both of them? Yeah. 
Oh man. Or just in general. Like if there's like one moment in, in either of them, that's just like, that's like the most theater thing I've ever experienced. Um, I think the, um, in camp, I would say it's that, that play in the dumpster. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a Cuban play, but it's like very yes. Soviet. It's like very yeah. like well, post-communist. Communist. Like it's a communist. Yeah. Like, like they, it's abstract. It's not. Certainly it's a, not it's a protest piece. It was mm-hmm. probably played in. So it has like lots of levels and meaning. It was like so abstract and, and avant-garde and so weird. And this like, he's like, and this director is Cuban and very passionate about the piece. And it's just like yelling at these young people to do it right. Yeah. When there's no reason they would have any knowledge of what this show was about. Right. And why this would mean anything and you would have to i mean first of all what a weird choice for a theater camp yeah for sure what a weird choice i mean but it's real because like of course they chose a three-person show to fill out things yeah. you know what i mean they have to have options like that we're like well we need this like this can we can only get about this many, but we like want to feature this many people throughout the camp. So like we'll have this weird avant-garde thing yeah. that like anyone can be featured in because it's it's like both a throwaway and super important at the same time. And you're like, <laughs> and as a theater artist, you don't know what it is. You don't know right. if it's supposed to be. This is like the next brilliant, amazing thing. But also like everyone would be like, that's fucking weird, and right. like we don't know what that is, and like. We don't want to be in that. No, we yeah. want we want the dance number in promises, right, promises. Right. Yeah. Not, and but some people would be like, "Oh no, I get to be raw and like this is I'm in the three person play. That's like it's just that thing where people are like you're giving, you're letting people be narcissists. Yeah. While judging each other. Hmm. <laughs> That's my one. That's your one. Um, I think for me, it's when the two directors are arguing about like where to place stuff and it ends up being like a personal beef. Yeah. In theater camp where Ben Platt and his friend are, um, uh, they're arguing about like where to put like, and it's like establishing, like we established his world is on this side of the stage. So it's going to be on that side of the stage and that's all it's going to be. That was very uncomfortable. And I was like, Oh my God. And it's like the two, the co-directors, but it's also like always, 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 always just personal beef coming out Yeah, in the space. So it's like, it, it, cause that ends up being what it is where it's like, they're arguing about where to place the thing on the stage. And it's like, not even about like what's better on the, for the play. It's about like, he's mad that she's like been absent. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just the most theater thing that, ugh, it's horrible. I hate it. Okay. What about your best musical number? Best musical number. Um, hmm. Uh, I think probably, uh, the opening of camp with what's her name? Sasha Allen. Sasha Allen. How can I see you through my but, teeth? Because she's so good. And she's she, so sings good. A, a, she sings again later too, though, doesn't she? Yeah, she sings in that. But that, it's just like a little line, right? She, um, well, she sings. She's like the featured singer in. I don't remember what that song was called. Uh, weird songs. Um, yeah. But, in the song that they fully orchestrate. Right. Whatever that is. Yeah. Because um, it's like, uh, she's so good. 
come out da, 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 and play the yeah. game. Do you want to come out? I don't remember what it's called. Captain Planet, like pla- Planet. Yeah, planet. planet something something. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah, um, but that I think that one. She's so good. She's so good. What about you? Best song. Um, I feel obligated to one from Theater Camp, but <laughs> I don't like them as much. No, I, mean, I in don't. Theater Camp's Joan was, still was like the best. Yeah, song. yeah, like yeah. The, the, the ending, the, the, the end, f- like that one where she like did a throwaway on her little like. Like harp or like yeah, but lap like, harp yeah, thing, they but they they redid it. it and it was good. It was good and it was nice. It was cute. Yeah. And again, that. it was a moment where they're like telling us, they're like, see the importance of theater. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The theater camp. We're not like, family, but we car kind of aren't we? Don't you think? Aren't we kind of dumb yeah. a little bit? Um, yeah. I don't know. The promises, promises. I think that's oh, always that's very fun. exciting. It's so funny. Um, turkey, lurkey time. Turkey, lurkey time is good. So good. And they do the original choreography and the original choreo. Um, but I might actually pick here's who I am. Here's where I stand. Whatever it's called. The song that oh, she at sings the end, she gets after she gets her braces jaws. taken off, it's, that's very good jaw too. Weird. Yeah. She's very good. Yeah. Like she don't hear her sing the rest of it cause she's yeah, her, cause her jaw jaws wired shut. So um, then she gets she to gets sing. sing at the end. And I'm really like, good. that's a really nice, yeah. what a fun thing to do. Huh? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I accept that. Cool. All right. I think it's time to wrap up. Okay. Shall we? Let's do it. Thank you all for uh, coming to watch. <laughs> then a moment. I'm Pavi Prochko. And remember, if you really want to make a splash at a, a get together, just stage some stage combat. <laughs> and I am Colin Funk. And remember, awkward theater children are much more endearing than awkward theater adults. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Then a Moment, a Pavitas production project, hosted by Colin Funk and Pavi Prochko. This podcast is produced by Chicago Podcast Studio. Our opening cartoon was created by Gloriu, and our theme song was composed by me, Pavi Prochko. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite listening platform. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Then a Moment Pod, all one word, for updates on new episodes and behind-the-scenes content. If you have any feedback, comments, concerns, or kudos, you can email us at thenamomentpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us wherever you can. It would help us out a bunch. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.